ended up selling that one for like I think five fifty. Okay. Five fifty and and made hundred thirty k on that. Congrats, one. man. Yeah. Today, we have special guest Stacey Johnson. She's 27 years old, former engineer turned full-time real estate investor. She's flipping houses here in Hawaii, has her own coaching program, and is a local social media influencer. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Aloha. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, it's, it's just kind of really fun to just kind of get together and chat about your story. I mean, I feel like we kind of came up at the same time the past maybe like four or five years. We were both kind of branding and starting our journey. And it's kind of cool to see your progression over that time from when you first started to where you are now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You want me to go over my story? So, yeah. So before you were in a, a full-time real estate investor, you mentioned that you were an engineer. Tell us, how did you try, or what was the story behind becoming from an engineer to real estate investor? Yeah. So when I first went to college for engineering, mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to be an engineer forever. Mm-hmm. I kind of just did it because my parents are Asian uh-huh. and, you know, you got to do something <laughs> practical. I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, Because I liked arguing. I feel like a lawyer, being a lawyer is a lot more work than an engineer. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> for sure. But I just liked, I just mm-hmm. liked like debating and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so yeah. um, I went, I went to do engineering because I was like, dude, if I do engineering and go to law school, I'm like, this needle in a haystack who knows how to problem solve. And so I went that whole route. And um, during college, I was studying California's capacity to meet 100% renewable energy. And this okay. was like me coding on a computer, okay. like what you do. <laughs> yeah. And I realized I could never do that for like more than a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so through that process, um, we also had to do a senior design project. Okay. And I started doing some in 10th and 11th grade and realized all of these suck. I don't want to be a part of these. Let me just start my own. So I started um, the solar race car team. So you kind of also always had like that entrepreneurship drive, even from the beginning on in college. I don't know. I don't know if it was entrepreneurship, more like management. Mm. I didn't really know what like being your own boss meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew that I wasn't really good at listening to authority. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) listening to authority. Love it. So uh, I hired 50 undergraduate engineers to like design and build this one passenger race car. Wow. Okay. Completely powered by the sun. Um, supposed to go across America like 2,000 miles. Wow. This is crazy. Yeah. And, um, we didn't end up finishing that. I had to pass it on to the next people, but mm-hmm. I started that and realized like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I like being in charge of it. I know what to tell these people to do mm-hmm. because I'm in engineering, but I don't want to be the one like actually doing the simulations and stuff. And so, um, that's how I ended up in construction management. Okay. Okay. But I remember the first day I walk onto this, onto this job site, I look at this building that we're building. It's like $133 million seven story dorm tower. And I look at it, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to, I'm going to own this thing one day. Like I'm not trying to work here forever. And just looking around at my bosses, they were all like bald, divorced, miserable, mm. um, never hung out with their kids. Yeah, and that was yeah. just like, not the life I wanted to live. That's a really good point. I think when you're looking at your future, you want to see who do you aspire to be like? And exactly. if you're in a job where all the people who are there before you, who've been there for like 20 or 40 years do you want the life that they have right no so. and that was a hard no for me i mean there, i remember there was this one guy he had a ferrari oh, okay. but he was like the most miserable guy oh, i've really? ever seen and it's just like 
I've always noticed that even these guys with so much wealth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're still miserable. So like, why would I even want to chase yeah, yeah. Um, that per se? It's you're, we're, we're more after the freedom. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a big misconception as investors is I think people might think that we're after the money or yeah. like the, the fancy, the fancy cars and fancy, fancy houses, Lambo. but it really it's <laughs> it's really about the lifestyle and the, the yeah. freedom to, of your time. Right? Exactly. So. Exactly. So. That was like my why was just I didn't want to be a part of that toxic, Mm. toxic uh, environment. Okay, okay. And so I started figuring out, okay, how do I get out of this? And read Rich Dad Poor Dad and realized top 1% in the world do real estate. Yes. And I want to be the top (laughs) 1%. So let's get into real estate. So did you have any real estate experience prior to this? Just construction management. Okay. That's it. Um, And so that's how I started trying to find houses on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this my story just comes full circle because I remember going to my first meetup mm-hmm. and- Like a real estate um, investing meetup. A real estate mm-hmm. investing meetup. It was a women's meetup. So mm-hmm. I was a little bit more comfortable, but yet I was still the youngest and only Asian in okay. the room. And um, I'm in the back, just super quiet. But at the end of it, I go up to the owner and I was like, look, I'm trying to get into real estate investing. What are you up to? And just talking story. And she tells me like- Oh, um, I have to go rent a U-Haul this weekend because I'm, I'm moving. I'm like, little old me, I just shipped my Tacoma over <laughs> to California. I was like, dude, screw it. I'll be your laborer. Just let me do, like, mm-hmm. do whatever's be a for part. you. Just yeah. Be, like, just let me just right, be so. there, um, to help you out. And instantly I was in her inner circle and I knew that. She was going to be the person that I could ask questions mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I go try to do this real estate mm-hmm. investing thing. And from there, I just started like driving for dollars insane. Well, number one, I love the story of how you volunteered your services for it to add value, right? Because yeah. a lot of times, like these real estate investors, we have a lot going on. The, they, they don't have like a whole lot of need for certain different kinds of things, but they always have need for somebody who's can help them and save them time. Yeah. Right? So like, you're really, Hey, I'll be free labor for you. I'll bring my Tacoma. I'll do some extra work. All I want to do is just absorb whatever kind of like knowledge you yeah, have. Your to energy, you, right? Yeah. Your energy. Like yeah. not even, we're not even <laughs> doing real estate. We're just <laughs> hanging out, you know? Um, and so. I end up helping her with that. We, I, I start driving for dollars. So like I was working about 60 to 80 hours a week as a construction, as job. A construction okay. job. And because I was living in an expensive neighborhood, I had 30K saved up. So I was living okay. in LA off of $1,000 a month because okay. I was house hacking okay. my rental. And um, Wait, talk, talk about that. What do you mean house, house dude, hacking? Dude, I didn't even so? know what I was doing. Okay. I just, again, I'm Asian. I don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> okay. So I went to go rent this house in college okay which around my college uc irvine is just a bunch of apartments okay but there was a specific little one neighborhood with actual houses mm. i rented a house there and i rented out the other rooms um the whole thing was like three thousand a month so three thousand for the house that you're renting yeah and, and then i rented, rented out, out the room. other rooms to cover my so master's a thousand and a thousand um it was like 600 times three i put three beds okay. in one master okay. <laughs> And then twelve hundred for the bottoms. So wow! So it, it was, covered it my covered whole thing. your whole your whole your whole rent. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love the ingenuity. This is like the <laughs> you didn't know what house hacking was. But I this, didn't is, know. this is house hacking, right? So you're you're renting for you're living for free, right? Yeah. Here, so you rented out a house for three thousand dollars. You put three beds in one bedroom yep. and so two beds in another. No, just one, just one bed. Just so one, one bed was twelve hundred. The other yeah. was six hundred a piece for eighteen hundred. Yep. Which covers your rent. That yep. I mean, that's that's genius. So this is how guys, this is how you you <laughs> go to live for free it's crazy yeah okay. and you don't even have to own the house like i yeah. didn't even know what i was doing but okay. i did it and um so that's how i was able to save up some money okay. and 
So I had 30K saved up from my job while all of my friends were just like partying every <laughs> single weekend. I was... How old are you during this time? 21. Okay. I was like 21, 22 maybe. Um, and I would get an Airbnb. So I was in LA. It was too expensive for my mm-hmm. little 30K. So I'd go to these neighborhoods like two to four hours away mm-hmm. and rent an Airbnb for the, the Saturday night. Just okay. one room, like $30. Okay. Yeah, just okay. for myself. Because I knew from like five o'clock in the morning till like eight o'clock at night, I'm driving every single mobile home park wow. in that neighborhood. Wow. And then the next morning I'd wake up and do it again until I had to go to church at like seven o'clock mm-hmm. back in LA. And... um that's how I found my first deal was just like grinding it out, doing that. I think I did that for three months before I found the first deal. The first so you're giant for dollars, which what can you explain what that is? Um, really, uh, I, I was specifically looking for for sale by owners sign mm-hmm. written signs okay. in these mobile homes. Mm. Um, now these are like in in a lot where in a park where you have to pay lot rent. Mm-hmm. So these houses that we're buying are like five to fifteen thousand. Okay. okay. Um, selling them for like twenty five to forty k. Okay. Okay. Um, but that first one, uh, I did end up losing like all my thirty k. <laughs> oh, that, really? That <laughs> I thought. But um, before I got into it, I knew that my parents had told me, "Hey, if you want to go go to like law school, yeah." You need to pay for it. We will pay for your engineering degree, okay. but you, any other school you want to go to, you need to pay for it. And so I told myself, I'm like, look, this is going to be my master's of real estate. I so just you're, have you're to go do it. Almost, really, yeah. So. I just have to do it. I can't learn by just like staring at YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how people get so trapped in that analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like when I learn something, I got to go apply it like right that's, now. That's like the most effective way. I think that like you said, people get trapped in analysis paralysis when you're just learning, but you're not taking action. Yeah. Right. So I guess like you have to actually do what you're learning and then you're going to come back with more questions and then like relearn exactly. and, then, and do again right exactly and so um yeah when went to go do that project i actually was talking to a guy so i was a field engineer okay. which me- which okay. means i was that one person on the field that had to manage the guys make sure they were installing per plan per spec so you're whatever. the boss kind of on the on yeah the on side. the field and imagine like I was 21 years old, fresh out of college. <laughs> These guys are 30 years in the trade and they like d- don't like that I'm telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? I can imagine that. So too. it was like extremely hard for me. But there was this one night. It was a Friday night. We were there super late and it was just me and and one guy who mm-hmm. didn't finish his work for the week. And I was just talking to him about what I was doing at my mobile home. Mm-hmm. And after after uh work he was like dude let's just go check it out i'd love to come come check it out i was like sure i'm i'm tired as heck but like yeah whatever yeah, cool. dude like okay. let's go and he he helped me like renovate that oh whole wow place. okay so we did it together like i was on my birthday i was there from like five o'clock in the morning <laughs> till midnight painting the cabinets and um this i this i love the story of the hustle because my story was exactly the same way when you first start my very first flip here in hawaii i lived there like <laughs> like that i guess i mean like i i i was working like i had a w2 job so i yeah. brought my laptop to like the job site and then trying to learn like plumbing and like whatever electrical drive on the side while like working and then trying to manage contractors but like it's when you first start you don't have like money right and yeah. you don't have experience so like you have to put in the the sweat equity to kind of like get yourself like exactly like jump started exactly and i mean literally we did the work so sweat equity to the max but um ended up selling that one for 25k okay and i bought it for like 13k put okay. in 
another 12, 13K into okay. it. So I lost all, all my money because that lot rent itself, just to mm, hold it, was 3000 a month. Oh, wow. That's and I held it for six months. Yeah. And that woman that I met that I told you about, mm-hmm. she actually listed it on the market for me for free. Because okay. originally I was going to pay her a commission and mm. I had to have a conversation. I'm like, look, I'm about to lose money. I just need you to take it off the market because I can't pay you a commission. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to market it myself. But she let me just list it on the market and not pay it. Not pay That's it. really nice of her. Yeah. Um, so your first introduction from engineer to real estate investing was basically like a $30,000 Falling, on my, yeah, falling on my face. What, what, was, what were you thinking during that time? Honestly... It's it's such a crazy faith story because right before I started that project, I increased my tithe and I said, and I said like, God, I don't know if this is going to be a bad idea, but like, I feel called to increase my tithe Mm -hmm. and um, we'll see how this project goes. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started going into the red, um, I had a decision to make like, I could either decrease my tithe back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and keep living a normal lifestyle or I could just like have faith. And um, I ended up like not decreasing my tithe. Mm -hmm. And even at the end, I ended up sending like a girl on a mission to Japan with just like some money I had. And um, because I because I promised I promised myself Mm -hmm. that every project I did, I was going to like do some kind of offering, whether yeah, it was yeah. send a missionary or whatever. And even though I lost money on that first mm-hmm. one, um, I still wanted to send that girl. And um, yeah, I mean, like after it, I, I just like something about it. I just knew I was in the right place. I knew that even if I was yeah. losing money, I learned what I needed you to do. You saw the potential. Yeah, like, it, it didn't like, matter. It was a, it was a lesson. Basically, it was your tuition. Like, yeah, it really tuition, didn't matter. Right? So. Like, yeah, it was a hit, hit to my <laughs> ego. And I, and I kind of stopped for maybe like a month. But mm. after that, I was like, okay, let's try again. And I ended up making a 20% return on that second one. But I ended up getting a coach on that second one. Like a real coach, not just my girl that was like helping me. What what coach? Who who was your coach? Um, You guys probably don't know him, but his name's John Fedro. Okay. He's he's like, he writes all the mobile home investing blogs on bigger pockets. So you actually recruited him to say, hey, can you help me with my next deal? Yeah. he, He had a coaching program that was like, it was such an easy entry price because it was a small entry price, but you shared profits with him got on it, your on it. your yeah, first two yeah, deals. And I was like, it. oh, game, yeah, no way. Yeah, Dude, yeah. that's just for the oversight, right? Yeah. Just like the hate, like, can you check my numbers? Can you make sure I'm doing exactly, the right thing? Right? Like exactly. The mind. And like, it was the whole learn apply thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would go l- learn a part of his module. I'd mm-hmm. go do it, bring it back to him. And mm-hmm. he'd tell me every step of the way. Yeah, yeah. That was a no brainer to do for so sure. It sounds, so it sounds like the first one was a loss. The second one was a, was a win. Yeah, the second what, one was a what, win. What was like the next process or how did you kind of go full time to real estate? Um, so I ended up moving back home. Home to Hawaii. To Hawaii okay. because my mom ended up getting cancer. Mm. And the company I was working for actually transferred me out here to Hawaii. To Hawaii, okay. moved me, paid for everything. So you're working at so your construction job. So in still Hawaii. working my construction okay. job, and I realized I was like, dude. I, like one month later, I'm like, man, I'm working so much. I'm not. I'm not even helping my parents yeah, with yeah, anything. Like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm living out in Waianae because that's where my job is. Um. So so like, why am I even here? And like one day. I, I'm, I'm not really a crier. I mean, yeah. you know me, I'm like kind of a tough skin. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason that day at work, I just start like bawling my mm. eyes out and I'm like, dude, what the heck? I, ha- I go downstairs. I, I look in my car mirror. I'm like, 
man, the hell up, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, stop crying. You're at work. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And so I had to just go to my boss and tell mm. her like, I don't know what's wrong with me right now, mm-hmm. but I think I just need to take the day off. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked at like how much vacation I've had. And she said, dude, you haven't taken a vacation in over a year. Mm. Your mom is sick. You just moved back. Like go take two weeks mm-hmm. off. So I, so I, I end up taking two weeks off and the first week I'm just like, praying and like meditating just trying to relax but that friday of the first week i said i made i made this prayer and i'm like okay god am i did you bring me home so i could just like have the security of my parents and jump mm-hmm. full-time into real estate show me a sign in this next week i'm gonna okay. call all of my leads in california okay and just try to find a deal show me something i ended up wholesaling a deal that week on that Friday for fifteen hundred dollars. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> dude! The smallest wholesale I've ever done, but like the the biggest sign I needed. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was almost like an answer prayer at that point. Yeah, so exactly. So that that next Monday, I ended up quitting my job and just going full time. So that was like the the catalyst or the sign where like, hey, I'm ready to go jump into all this full time into this thing. And so, yeah, was the plan to move back in with your parents, like free rent, or what are you thinking? Um, so I actually had a place. I had a six month lease. Okay, and this even this whole story just shows that like god was totally in this story Mm -hmm. because um i was like crap for once in my life i spoiled myself and got a beachfront two-bedroom one-bath house for like a a, a, to rent you to rent for six months how much how much we rent (laughs) 1400 (laughs) (laughs) but i was paying zero dollars before remember yeah 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 yeah, so i'm like okay i'm just gonna stretch myself i'm just gonna be here for six months and i'm gonna go back home after my mom's good Mm -hmm. um and I qu- end up quitting my job and one month later, some crazy crack addict like lit my house on fire. That's crazy. crazy. While I was inside, dude, wow. like, it was crazy. Somebody came up to my window and was like, dude, your house is on fire. Get out. <laughs> and I'm like on a Zoom call like with my with my partner um, and I had to run out. And I mean, God was in that story because I didn't have to pay after that. I ended up moving back home with my parents. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. Have it's to almost worry. like perfect time, but that's, yeah. that's crazy. So, like the wait, so what happened? You're you're on a Zoom call. Like, tell me, tell me what what happened again. I mean, like, I'm like, dude, some crazy crack addict <laughs> threw like one of those. I don't know if you remember, but like a couple of years ago, there was somebody throwing these. I think they're called like Molotov Molotov cocktails. Yeah, it's like it's alcohol with like a, a rag and like some like yeah, like, fire. and they lit it on fire and they were throwing that like all over Waianae, and one of those were my house. Wow. Um. So he so, threw yeah. it into your house and, and I mean, it like some yeah. open flames. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as fat, as fast and dramatic as you yeah. think, but it was just the fact that like somebody ran into my yard, which is gated and was like, dude, your house is on fire. <laughs> like get out. And thankfully it was a duplex. My neighbors weren't there. Their, okay. their house, their port got on fire. Like, quicker than mine mm. so it was traveling did you to bring my your place. bring yourself out what was there like how did you escape? Um, I, just, I mean i i barely had any stuff oh. i just grabbed my laptop my bible and that's it nice <laughs> um, i always wonder whenever like i like play the scenario in my head like let's take my house on fire yeah what do you what grab? am i taking now? Yeah. It's like is it my pictures is it like my laptop is it like whatever you know yeah so. phone laptop bible that's it <laughs> nice love it <laughs> um but yeah, I ended up moving back in, back into my parents' house and just like grinded it out. I mean, <laughs> my parents were, I remember my dad every day, like, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? Like, what are you doing in there? What do you, you're just he sees all, you working, yeah, right? Yeah, he like sees me working, but like, where's the money? Yeah, you know? yeah. But it was, 
it was so good because I was able to like have dinners every mm. night and not worry about anything. Yeah. Just yeah. build, you know, the, the freedom of just like the headspace and like yeah. that, like, and then actually kind of working towards your own dream of building your future empire, your future investing exactly. portfolio. Right? Exactly. And, and eventually I got like pretty annoyed of them, <laughs> but thankfully I met my husband. Okay. And so now I could mooch off of him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But now it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. No, no, awesome. So, okay, so like you're back in Hawaii, you're investing full time. There's like the, did you have any like big, big wins or any big um, deals that you did over here? Yeah, I mean, I was, so it took me six months okay. of just like straight follow up. I hired six cold callers. Cool. I mean, um, like what, can, you, can you explain what that is? Yeah, so like, I went on Facebook groups and just okay. like joined all these virtual assistant groups. Okay. And so virtual, you hired six virtual assistants. Virtual assistants. What is, can you just t- tell us what a virtual assistant is? Um, Somebody in the Philippines calling okay. for me. Okay. Like, like cold calling like yeah. um, homeowners. I mean, they could literally do anything, but yeah. that them specifically, they were cold calling okay. homeowners for me to see if they were interested in selling. Okay. And my job was to just do all follow-up. I didn't mm. want to do any cold calling. I tried for one day and I was like, screw this. <laughs> I am never doing this. And I had no money. Yeah. So how was I going to spend on these cold callers? So I actually ended up buying, I had like I had like 5k left after I spent 20k on Ryan Pineda's program. Okay. Um and I just spent that 5k I bought like this little Nissan Versa, 2009 Nissan Versa. At the time Turo was booming because of um all the rental car companies sold off it's their blue fleet. ocean right now at that yeah. point. Yeah. And then the the doors were open for travel and none of these rental car companies had had uh cars or inventory and so I was renting this thing for like Dude, over a hundred dollars a day. <laughs> it was crazy. Two thousand nine, too. Yeah. Like little hatchback Versa, and that's what that's what fueled my marketing. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's I. It's it's funny just watching your journey. You always had like a little bit of entrepreneurship the whole way. Like you know, like the leading the the um, the team to build like the um, the solar the solar car, yeah. and then like now like these little things you're doing on the side. I mean, just it's always you, you see the the spark of entrepreneurship or or just ourself self-employment you just know, trying right? to make make money without creative creatively right yeah like, but like, like even like renting out your your apartment or the house to other people just like there's all you always been creative and there's ways yeah. to kind of figure out these solutions yeah and then like another thing too i remember going to an appointment in hawaii kai mm-hmm. and he the guy specifically wanted to either sell to me or list it on the market okay. so i bring jeremy Okay. And keep in mind, I'm driving at this point. I bought a thousand dollar Rav Four. It has this fat dent in the back, <laughs> okay. like okay. jammed in. Um, there's no automatic keys, so it's I got my keys. Is it the rollout windows too, <laughs> dude? It's like all all of it, all, like okay. super old 2000 uh, Rav Four. And so I show up to this house, and I remember and after Hoy, just for the beer is Toy Kai is like a nice rich neighborhood. Very right, so. very nice. I mean, th- this house was going to be over a million dollars cash as a fixer. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and after the appointment. <laughs> After the appointment, this guy comes out. And he's like, "Oh, that's a nice car, Jeremy," because he has like this nicely wrapped Tesla, right? And I'm like sneaking away to my car. I'm so embarrassed. I freaking plug in my key. I'm like, "This is embarrassing." I'm driving away. And after that moment, I was like, "Crap, I need to get a nicer car, mm-hmm. but I have no money. Like, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I end up going to the dealership and using 
because I didn't quit my job that long mm-hmm. ago, they think I'm still making money. Mm-hmm. I, I use that income and that credit score to get Qualify. two cars at wow. once. Wow. Okay. Um, one Corolla, 2021 Corolla at 0% interest. They were running some kind of special and my RAV4 that I have now, which I ended up renting that Corolla okay. just to pay for my RAV4. I love it. So it's almost like a car hack. Yeah. Like you're, exactly. you buy two cars, you rent one out to pay for both of them together. Yeah. The same way you did with your, your rental when you're living in college. Exactly. I exactly. love it. I love it. So man, that car was a trip. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all had those beaters and like your, your, your buddy has like some nice car and yeah. like, it just feels embarrassing sometimes. I right? know. But, dude. but sometimes you just, I mean, you just got to suck it up in the beginning because you have to kind of grind your way. Right. But you took it as inspiration or how can I do better? And then you find a creative way to basically own like a nicer car basically yeah. for free, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I, I love, love that it. car. Love, 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 love the creativity. So what we're going back to your story. <laughs> did you actually end up making money on that Hawaii deal? Um, I didn't end up getting that one under contract. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, we've, I've done deals here in Hawaii. Okay. Um, mostly got them through cold calling and mm. then also referral okay. as well. Um, my biggest deal was in Y&I. Okay. I got that one through a referral. So I was spending a lot of time in Facebook groups. Okay. And like nationwide wholesaling Facebook groups and just like messaging that people in there. Hey, you guys got any deals in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. You got it? Guys got... Like these are... These aren't even wholesalers in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, sometimes people get stuff yeah, across yeah, their desk. Yeah, yeah. So I'm reaching out, reaching out. And eventually this guy in North Carolina is like, hey, I got this guy. On Facebook. On, on Facebook. I've never met him before. Um, I got this guy in Waianae. He's ready to sell, but he wants 550. I'm like, dude, ARV is 550. But you know what? We've been talking for a while. I've been following up. I'm just going to go on this appointment. Plus... I have a new guy, uh, Dayton, mm-hmm. who um, I've been teaching how to close deals. Okay. Maybe this will be a good opportunity for him to just like okay, to shoot learn, the shot, see, you know, yeah, okay. and just see. <laughs> um, and so like we're, we're on the way there and I'm like, God, there's no way we're going to get this deal. But if there's a way, make a way and we'll <laughs> see how this happens. We get there and I knock on the door and this guy is like, no shirt. <laughs> he's he's chewing some kind of lunch like, oh, stop. <laughs> like no shirt whatsoever dude i'm like oh it's game on dude this guy i'm gonna connect with him for sure because you're a local girl too as yeah high, right? so. exactly and and he's like oh you here for seeing a house hold on one second i come right back he comes back puts on like an aloha shirt barely <laughs> even buttons it um and lets us to see the house and um we end up like really connecting he ends up having a ton of ties with um what is that? Hawaiian, Hawaiian homelands. Okay. okay. Hawaiian homelands. Um, and I'm telling him about like why I wanted to do real estate. I mean, I mm-hmm. straight up told him like, I'm not super, I've only done a couple deals. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to act like I'm this like huge flipper yeah, out yeah. here. I'm just getting started. Um, but my goal is to like build affordable housing developments mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, for real, uh, I have con- I have connections, like, want to go check out some land? I'm like, okay, I guess this is, we're going on a field trip then. <laughs> so I bring him in the car and we're driving around Waianae. He's showing me all these lots of land. He's like, you want to build on this one? You want to build on this one? I'm like, okay, yeah. Like eventually, yeah, I, like yeah, I yeah. said, I'm still pretty yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we go back to the house and I'm like, okay, uncle, you know, like those lots are super cool, but. 
what about this house? You you want five fifty? I mean, the best I could do is like three fifty, four hundred. Silence for like one minute, and he looks at me and he's like, "You know what? For you, let's do it." Wow. Yeah, and like I end up I ended up buying that deal for three fifty. Okay. It was pretty much like half renovated. Okay. So it, it, like it kind of started. Already, yeah, he so. already started. It just needed paint and new cabinets in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's all I did. I spent like 35K, mm-hmm. ended up paying that guy um, in North Carolina $7,000. Okay. $7, okay. Um, even paid Dayton, my project manager, a 10% fee to manage mm-hmm. it. So like I never went to that project ever. Yeah. Um, I think I went once to like film some content. Um. But ended up selling that one for like I think five fifty, okay, five fifty, and and made one hundred thirty k on. Congrats, that one. man! Yeah, so that was like my biggest uh, whole, uh flip. I, I mean, I love the story, but it's it's kind of like, it takes you through the whole process, right? From the very beginning, where you got the lead from Facebook, Facebook, which yeah. is crazy to me, and then like you met the person, you met the the owner in person, be like uh, had talk story, and then kind of showed what you. And I love the fact that you didn't come out pretend like you're like a big time real estate yeah. investor, right? You're like, hey, I'm just starting now. This is where I'm. This is where I am, and that probably actually helped it did. build rapport with the, with the seller too, right? Yeah, because so, yeah. he saw I was just like trying to get started you know he's like yeah dude i want to help this girl along yeah. her journey i don't really care i inherited this house yeah and that's a lot of times i think like when i when we're like looking at these houses that we're buying is whenever like the there's like a lot of always wiggle room right for either convenience or if like the they're trying to help you out as like the investor there's always different ways where you can get like a discount for different reasons right yeah so. and he was lit he had a he already had a paid off house like a couple streets over mm-hmm. and he had to live there away from his wife because yeah. squatters kept coming in oh, wow so like he was ready to it was stop a head, doing that. It was a that, headache you know? too, for him too. Right? Yeah. He's like, just take yeah. this off my hands. Yeah, exactly. So That's it really well. worked out. Congrats on that one. So yeah. then let's say now you, you've had a few wins. I know like you also had like a like a $100,000 assignment fee like yeah. recently. And there's a bunch of other wins that you've been stacking up. But then like the, the world of real estate investing is not always wins. Like, there's always comes with some losses. Did you have any losses? In that house career? is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Tell us about it. We're, um, And is a huge reason why i don't want to do projects in town anymore okay um so i bought this house in new uanu um kind of a nicer neighborhood just for reference bought that house for 875 okay and knew that in order to make the deal work we had to add some square footage on it so there was a carport downstairs that already had a bathroom Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. the plan was to turn that into a 400 square foot studio okay and then in the back there was like a not like a shed what are those like carport but not for cars okay okay. um covered patio covered patio and we would connect that to the existing house Mm -hmm. and enclose it for another master suite of 400 square feet okay so we were literally doubling the size of this house and I don't know what I was thinking, dude. Like, I kind of just went balls to the walls on that one. <laughs> I don't know, but a lot That's of things funny. went wrong. I mean, to start off, um, I I went to go get a hard money loan on it. I told them about my experience okay. that they were specifically mobile homes. Okay. And it, it seemed to be fine. But for some reason, like five days before we were supposed to close escrow, they told us we can't fund your deal. Mm. And so I ended up having to bring in a partner. Um, that that could help me fund it mm-hmm. and um we ended up going in that together um the 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 contractor that we brought on i've used him before on a okay. smaller scale project okay. but 
he really talked a huge game in the bigger scale projects. Okay, I didn't okay. realize that he couldn't do I larger see. scale I projects. See, yeah. How um, big? I mean, what was the construction budget on this guy? Um, his was 165, but I got bids all the way up to like 225 okay, from okay. other other contractors. Mm-hmm. And like because the numbers were tight, I went with the cheaper the one, cheapest yeah, yeah. one. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Stupid move, right? <laughs> um, but. Ended up using them. The promise, we had this whole agreement like, hey, you're going to get these permits in, I think it was like six months. Honestly, I think it was less, but there was a point in the project where the the application came back Okay. and they, the DPP was asking for comments Okay. Uh, or like corrections, not okay, comments. Okay. They had comments and they wanted us to make corrections. And I'm reaching out to the contractor. I'm like, hey, look, um, are we replying back? And he said, yeah, we've, we've already replied back. I'm like, okay. One week later, I asked again, Hey, are you sure? Like we replied back. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I swear we like, we replied back. Um, come to find out, we go straight to the architect and that, that, uh, those comments sat for a whole month. Oh, wow. And yeah. the contractor said like, because permits aren't approved, I'm stop, I'm stopping. Like I'm not doing anything. So, like this property is now sitting for a month. Okay. Nobody's addressing the comments. Nobody's doing any work. And um, at that point, it was like, okay, now how do we get these guys off of the job? They're connected to our permits. And it was just this huge mm-hmm. mess of like trying to get them out, bring a new guy on. Okay. And even when we did bring a new guy on, these guys showed showed up. And... I mean, the our, my, our new contractor didn't tell us until after the project was done, but those guys ended up stealing like some of their tools. Wow. Like literally climbed inside the window on the second floor and like stole the tools. And I remember one day the contractor called me and asked me like, hey, what's the code for the house? I had changed it. The new contractor or the old contractor? The old one. Okay. Hey, what's the code for the house? Because we're inside and we're trying to lock it up. I don't know why it didn't click to me. Like, how the hell did you get in the house? Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, that was the day he stole um, wow, my other yeah. contractor's um, tools. That's, but it's yeah, just, it was just like, this it's huge so unfortunate. Mess. I mean, like, the thing is, I think a lot of times in real estate investing, like, you only see the, the highlights on Instagram, right? Yeah. But this is the behind the scenes of the things that sometimes, sometimes it, it happens, right? And people are people, like, no fault to maybe, like, the old contractor. Maybe they had different, like, issues that they're trying to deal with at the same time, too, right? Yeah. So it's not always fair to just say, like, it's like, they're not bad people. They're just put in tough situations. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's also, like, you as, like, the investor or, like, the manager, now, like, there's this huge additional cost, right. headache, and there's all these relationships you have to manage, right? Whether it's, like, the new contractor coming in, which is always difficult to take over an existing project and then like the old the old contractor how to deal with that as well too right? permitting and so yeah and like even on that job specifically mm-hmm. when they were still um the contractors mm-hmm. they ended up giving us this like huge 30k ch- change order okay which we talked about when we walked i was like look you need to do this is mm-hmm. this included in your bid yes mm-hmm. It is. Apparently it wasn't. <laughs> and they tried to charge us 30, 35K for it. Okay. And um, we ended up bringing somebody in to do the job of just that specific scope of okay. work for $3,000. 3000 That's okay. a 10X difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which that same guy that came in to like save the day that first time, he's also the one that helped finish the project. Wow. And he kind of knew like... That something was like... like yeah, <laughs> from the start, like, dude, what are you guys doing here, you know? Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's just it's a huge mess. So how long how long was the project? Like how long did it take total? A year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. On and top, what's, what's your holding cost on this guy? Dude, every month we were bleeding 10k. Okay. Yeah, every month we were bleeding 10k. Once you go past the year point, though, you're mm. bleeding more than that, right? Because yeah. there's like extension fees. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. On top of that, our neighbor was like a huge headache. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Happened? Like, this is a rainy area, okay. and um, he tried to just blame us for like all the water that was going into his yard. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's like. He just found somebody to blame, but he ended up telling the DPP that like, hey, we're we're doing work. We just bought this house. Like, he's wondering how the heck are you guys doing work? How, how you don't even have permits approved? Yeah, and yeah. So we ended up getting like a charge tr- triple triple fee, which mm-hmm. in hindsight isn't even that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just the headache of the like violation having of the violation, so yeah, yeah. trying to sell it with open permits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and. I mean, dude, it was, it's a huge headache. Like, I can't, I can't. So at the end of the day, tell us, like, what, uh, what was the result? Like, the... um. So you sold the, sold the house. Sold the house. Sold the house. Finally closed the permits okay. while we were on the market. Okay. We, we couldn't get, like, I don't know. Usually, I don't know in your experience, but my understanding is that people will still, like, make offers on the house. They, they want... They want like a certain amount held in escrow or something mm-hmm. until you close. Yeah. We've but done but nobody wanted to make an offer mm-hmm. until it was the permits were closed. Mm-hmm. And we finally closed the permits, ended up selling it for like, I think 1.245. It's, it's sat on the market for like over six months. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was painful. <laughs> I'm sorry. But these are like, these are like the good, the good lessons that they'll launch you into your career in the future, right? So yeah. you took a loss in this guy, but then it's going to make you, Hopefully millions down the line. Yeah. And that's why I actually ended up wholesaling that one deal that I made a hundred K on because originally I wanted to buy and and do that project, Mm -hmm. but I had to come out of pocket for this loss. Mm. And so I was like, dude, I just need the money like right now. Mm. Let me just wholesale this was closing another, another flip that I was doing. And I mean, literally wiped out all of the loss that I did. Um, Thankfully, like praise God for that. Cause Nobody likes losing money, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, like after this, after this loss, what was like? Was there any big lessons learned from this, from this catastrophe? I mean, for sure, with contractors. So I knew these contractors, and I thought, dude, this guy's cousins with my best friend. Okay, they're never gonna screw me over. Yeah, yeah. But they did, and to like think that was very naive. Mm-hmm. So really, just going with contractor referrals from other flippers not just Mm. like family members or friends or whatever and then also realizing that like a contractor that's really good on a small project doesn't mean they're going to be really good Mm. on a big project um yeah just and then uh, another lesson too is just my partner that i had i'm so thankful for for him because he was he split the loss with me. Wow. Right? Okay, that, that's huge. That's really and, huge. And like, I'll admit I was a little nervous uh-huh. um, as we were approaching the close. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I'm glad that he had integrity and we both like just came out of pocket, you yeah. know, like this was, this was our project and things happen. That's one of the things when you start to have a partnership, I think 
you just expect to make money, right? Yeah. So like when you start a project together with like, like especially with brand new investors, like let's partner together, let's let's do a deal together. Yeah. And then if everybody makes money, then it's it's, it's all good. rosy. Although yeah. sometimes when people make money, there's a dispute as who gets what share because who does what work. And mm-hmm. so I think I see mm-hmm. a lot of partnerships when you first start out, it's very come in with like naive or like um like you don't know what you're what to expect. But then there's also the possibility that you could lose money. So yeah. I think whenever you're starting a partnership in the front end, you got to have the conversation, hey, if we do lose money, how are we going to split the loss or are we going to split the loss, right? Yeah. And, so. and I mean, like, that's even a conversation that you and I had to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's been rough. It's really is not, a, it's not <laughs> an easy game. It's not game. for the faint of heart, dude. <laughs> no, 100%. I, I feel like this last year, though, a lot of people got tossed and turned. And I'm mm-hmm. just grateful that, like, net i didn't end up losing money mm-hmm. so that's that's a i think this past year because like the, the market went down so far that if you just broke even it's almost like a it's win a good in, day. Yeah, yeah. In, this, in this market it's so because like it's also saying you have su- for success in the future when right. the market does rise that you also reap the rewards of like the the upswing right so exactly and so like we're moving to utah in a couple weeks and i'm ready to take like these (laughs) lessons and just go hard tell us that so i mean like a local girl born and raised in hawaii wow what's what's the thought process to move to to because i guess you guys are moving to utah yeah i mean ultimately it was like a very vivid vision from god Mm. but uh on like a practical standpoint um the whole buy and sell quick in Hawaii is just not a thing unless Mm -hmm. you're like doing these little condos, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is kind of like what my criteria is to do Mm -hmm. deals here now. Um, But in, in Utah, I mean, first things first, I can get a permit in less than a week to be solid. (laughs) Um, And then the price points are just like way smaller, less risk um definitely less competition i've i've already signed up for a couple um wholesalers lists and like i've been getting hella deals in my inbox it's just it's just crazy like i can't even believe <laughs> how how much more opportunity it is mm. it, it um there is out there and what's cool about utah and my story of of it coming full circle is the whole reason why I got intrigued about real estate investing was this guy mm-hmm. I met in Newport Beach um, when I was 21. He, mm-hmm. We were sitting um, watching the July 4th boat parade. Yeah, yeah. And I was asking him what he was what he does, and he's like, you know, um, I actually live in Utah for six months and one day, and then I live here for five months and 30, uh, 29 days because of taxes and like mm-hmm. I don't pay any, any taxes. And I just, I just own businesses and wow. I, was, I was intrigued by that. I'm like, man, what am I doing in California <laughs> and Hawaii, you know? So I think a, a huge part of it is business mm-hmm. reasons. And then another thing is that we want to travel a lot. And mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I've had this dream since I was single to like get this RV and go across America, like all 50 states. I don't know if Marcus is up for that, but at least if I get him out to Utah, <laughs> we can go traveling um, to all these different national parks. And I'm kind of like, intri- I'm kind of uh, enticing him by, I made this promise to him that, okay, we're going to go build this portfolio out there. Our number is 10K a month. Okay. So like once we hit 10K, we'll decide where we want to go next, whether that's home or somewhere else. And he said, like he really wants to live near a city that has an NFL team okay. for a whole season okay. and get uh season tickets. Love love the idea. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I really like the vision that you get. You have like a very clear vision of what you want to do. And I think rental properties can get you there, like yeah. the $10,000 a month. And it's also like easier to find deals, honestly, on the mainland than Hawaii is a hard place yeah. to find deals. I think when I first started, I was in Indianapolis and I literally got like 10 to 20 deals in my inbox every Crazy, single day, every dude. single day, right? Yeah. In Hawaii, I think I've got to me like 10 deals in the, the whole year sent to me in, in, my, in my inbox. Yeah. Like, they're just and not, they're not good. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is like, just like the availability of opportunity, I think, like you said, in like on the in the midwest or somewhere in the mainland just certain states have like bigger opportunities than, than others yeah and even with utah it's still like pretty pricey mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. where it's not like the best yeah, cash flow yeah. but at least you get like cash flow and appreciation yeah 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 so we'll see how it goes no i'm excited for you guys like yeah. it's gonna be a, it's a fun journey but also just not just like the real estate side but just like the you and your husband kind of embarking like kind of like a new adventure yeah. right and then you have a, a very clear vision i guarantee you guys are gonna get there is will it take 10 years will it take five years or will it take two years we'll right see. just like but then given like your drive and like yeah like what you know your knowledge and the way that you kind of have built the past like three or four years is not if it's just when. So yeah. I, like, I really love like the way that you are building like your business and like your, your goals and your dreams for the future. Yeah. Thank you. So let's talk about, you have a coaching program that you started recently. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I've had so many people just like try to ask me for a mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've realized that I've tried to help so many people for free mm-hmm. and it, it, it honestly just like pissed me off <laughs> because I would help these people and they would do nothing with it. And I'm mm. just like, dude, you feel like stop you're trying to time. ask me. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so sick of you guys asking me if you're not going to do anything mm-hmm. with it. So I realized like people need to invest some mm-hmm. kind of money mm-hmm. into themselves to like actually take action. Yeah, that's so true. And um, I don't do like, it's not this, it's not like this huge thing or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a passion project mm-hmm. of, of, if somebody's ready to invest in themselves, I essentially like get on an initial 60 minute call and ask them like a ton of questions Mm -hmm. and end up creating this like custom blueprint of like, Hey, here's what you can do step by step to like find your first deal and get paid. And every single week we get on a zoom call and I literally like guide you throughout the process. Learn, apply, learn, apply, learn. It's kind of like what you wish you had when you first started. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's pretty much what I'm doing. My goal next year is to try to help one person a month. So okay. I want to help 12, 12 people. So get. is it, how long is a, is a coaching program for? Is it one month? Um, no, the smallest is three months. Okay. Most people sign up for six months. Okay. Yeah. And it's weekly zoom calls. Weekly zoom calls. And then like you're, you're holding them accountable on these weekly zoom calls. They're like, Hey, yeah. what did you, did you do what we talked about? Are you like, exactly. sure like they're moving their Cause that's the biggest thing. Like even when I joined wealthy investor, mm-hmm. I, didn't want to join rookie because I needed that accountability mm-hmm. call. Like that's what you need when you're first starting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like real estate investing is really like self-motivation and self-driven. Yeah. So if you don't have accountability, either like a super strong internal drive or other friends around you kind of keep you accountable, it's very hard to stay consistent over the long oh, yeah. period of time. Yeah. Amazing. So I was super excited about that. So maybe bring it back to the beginning of your journey. If you had like a brand new investor, some of these guys who are just starting out, what kind of advice would you give these guys? I would say to definitely find somebody who's already where you want to be and provide as much free value as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, This that same girl, I mean, bringing this whole story full circle, that same woman that helped me list that property for free. Yeah. yeah. When I quit my full time job, I joined Mm -hmm. Wealthy Investor. I had all these systems and processes that I knew I could implement, but I had no money. So I went to this woman. I'm like, look, I will build out this whole thing for you. Okay. 
And I ended up building out her whole cold calling system, which she was doing business for the last 20 years off of referral. So now she has all these leads coming in. I'm the one following up with her. I even go to live in Big Bear at our projects for a little bit, managing these projects. I raise money for her and I'm just learning everything Mm -hmm. I need to know. Mm Six months later, once we were done working together, like my first year of real estate, I ended up making over 200000 Wow. Amazing. So it's like, if you can go teach, uh, yeah. if you can go help somebody with whatever value mm-hmm. you have, it doesn't even, I mean, I helped her move out of her place. Like, don't think it needs to be specifically with real yeah, estate investing yeah. um, and just pro- provide them as much value. They're going to teach you everything you need to know and more amazing amazing well i mean just so thank you for just jumping on stacy super inspired by your story and like super excited for your future if people want to reach out to you where can they find you uh definitely on instagram real estacy just look up stacy johnson hopefully awesome. it will include a link <laughs> we will, there'll be a link below yeah. so and subscribe on youtube <laughs> awesome well thanks for having uh jumping on the podcast today so we appreciate you and good luck in utah <laughs> thank you